0: To a gem of a secret podcast. My name is Donatella. My secrets,
1: and my name is Coco Gem Holiday. How you doing tonight, Coco? Um, Tonight, I'm actually doing. uh, I think well. I think is a good term. I don't know. So um, this is brought to you by BetterHelp. No, I'm just kidding. Um. (laughs) If only. If only.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I am doing pretty well myself.
1: Yeah. So recently in our lives. we have a jungle um, on our patio, um, not our patio, our front line. Yeah. And it's like in our backyard also, it's just like an absolute mess right well, now. Well,
0: yeah, the tree collapsed in it. I know, um, from
1: the snowstorm. Mm-hmm. And like now I'm worried that like wild animals are going to get in and kill us. Oh, uh,
0: there was a raccoon that was walking around near the fire pit this morning and I waved at it. It Did it wasn't. Back? No, it wasn't as friendly to see me. I, like, knocked on the window and I waved at it. And then it, it just, like, looked at me and then walked out. And me being the crazy animal person that I am, I had some cereal that I was going to throw out to it. Of course. And it ran off when it heard the door open.
1: Oh, so as it should, you're scary.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to make a friend. None of these wild animals want to be friends with me
1: because this isn't Snow White, honey. <laughs> not, like, you're not gonna sing to them, and they're not gonna make you clothes. Thank <laughs> goodness. Um, oh, Don, I forgot to ask, what are you wearing this evening?
0: I am dressed up as Angelina Jolie's left leg. Do you remember that time? Oh, when she had that dress. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> and it was just her left leg. That's what,
1: I'm, that's what I'm sporting tonight. Party. So I am dressed like Jessie from Little Mix, uh, but I'm actually dressed in her outfit that she got ripped on the red carpet runway. Um, mm. I'm in that dress specifically. I did break into her house. I did steal it. Oh. Um, I am now wearing it.
0: <laughs> and this is all revenge because she's recording on her
1: own. It is revenge because she's recording on her own. I was actually, you know, just as a side note, I was listening to her, like her, one of those YouTube things of like, you know, nine minutes with this person, right? Yeah. And I was listening to that today. And they said she talked about every time the words best friends came up or things like that or good friends, um, she never. Like, mentioned the group as her best friends. Really? Yeah. She always mentioned, like, other girls as her best friends and stuff like that, which I always thought was worried. And she didn't, like, ever say – she didn't say anything negative about them at all. Mm -hmm. She just never really referred to them. And, of course, the question's like, what do you think you'll miss about being in a band? And she said, or what, what thing will you not miss? Mm-hmm. And she basically said, which is something I thought about her because she was the one who was a little bit bigger than the other ones. And even when she's like, cause she's on a fitness journey right now, she just has a bigger frame. Cause like yeah. her body is like stacked right now. She uh-huh. almost has a six pack and like, and she just has a bigger frame Yeah, and her hair's big too. And yeah. it's curly. Yeah, And she, and she basically was talking about how no matter their success level, she was always being compared to the other girls. Mm. And I thought that 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 made a lot of sense, like being in a group for nine years. Mm -hmm. Like you probably always would feel like you're being put against each other, even when you're friends. And then she did say that her goal in life now, which is kind of funny to me, and she goes, because they were the first girl group to win a Brit Award. Mm -hmm. Uh, She said, I want to win a Brit Award (laughs) by myself, and I would like to be able to perform at the Brit Awards by myself, is what she Mm. said her new goals are. And I think I think that that's admirable and she yeah. said she did talk a lot about mental health and she said being a part of the group was doing a number on her mental health and yeah you know cuz she just like had to constantly keep competing and but yeah they, that's kind of all she said about it in that interview. She talked about They
0: seemed so close. They with did all the videos that you know like the fan, like even the like behind the scenes of their tours and stuff like they always mm-hmm. seemed so close but
1: I think that they that's... probably were close. Mhm. But um, when you're around a person, like, because they actually said, what do you, what do you, what is your day like now? And she said, I get to sleep more. That's basically mm. what she said. Because I bet they did have it's, to wake up. It back. was work, you know. Yeah, it was work. It was work. 24 Yeah, they were colleagues, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, that's just, oh, so the only reason we're talking about that for so long, listeners, is because <laughs> me and Donna love Little Mix. Like, they are absolutely fantastic and their music is solid. Yeah,
0: for the life of us, we couldn't really understand why they weren't having any hits in the US like when we first started listening to them and it's been yeah. cool to see them like reach some level of success and become, you know, more popular. I I think that they're like a soup probably I think one of
1: the most talented girl groups ever and yeah. yeah, actually, for... And I, I love mean, Harry Edwards. <laughs> the thing is, like, my favorite girl group, obviously, will still be Destiny's Child for all time. Yeah. But I think Little Mix actually probably is getting close to beating their record about number one hits. Yeah. But I don't know how it works in the sense of a grouping overseas. Yeah, I don't either. Um, but they, yeah, they've been together for nine years, which is a lot longer than Destiny's Child was together. Yeah. Um, not a lot. I think probably around the same time. But they, the thing is, they have. Their dancing ability, mm-hmm. like actually, Jesse brought this up. She's like, she's like, I was a dancer. She's yeah. like, she's like, I fell into singing, and I was like, that's crazy because ah. her voice is kind of better than Leanne's, and yeah. like, and I just was like, wow. I was like, you fell into that, and you have a dang good voice. Yeah, like, so. she does. She has a nice alto. She does have a really nice alto, mm-hmm. smooth. Also, she has got some big eyes. Yeah, she does. <laughs> she, she
0: has a very like round head too. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So everybody's like, "Really? They're going to talk about Lil Mix for five minutes?" <laughs> yes, we did. They're great. Um, they are. But moving on to the content of our episode, we're actually going to be talking about generations. Yeah, we're going to be talking about Gen Y, Gen Z, the
0: Boomers, Gen Xers. You know, all of it. All of it. Zoomers. Zoom. Yeah, Zoomers is the same as Gen Z. Yes. Um. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and
1: actually, and here's the thing, listeners. We know that like. Um, generations actually are not real, per se. Yeah. But people did grow up with, like, like the easiest one is, like, lexicon. Like, you know, they grew up with different technologies. They grew up, like, with tragedies, like tragedies. with 9-11 or mm-hmm. something like that. And so uh, these experiences shaped people. This next generation growing up, especially, I would say, probably the middle school age,
2: mm-hmm.
1: with whatever they're going to be called, um, they obviously had to experience COVID at this level. Yeah. Um and that will probably shape their experiences and they will also have a grown-up life after um COVID obviously which everything will probably be different. Yeah. So, it's something to think about in that capacity too. But um I am a millennial. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: also a millennial and after Coco just kind of said that about tragedies and these different events shaping us, one of my favorite millennial quotes is actually from American Horror Story Coven by Madison Montgomery and it is this. I am a millennial, generation Y, born between the birth of AIDS and 9-11, give or take. They call us the global generation. We're known for our entitlement and narcissism. Some say it's because we're the first generation where every kid gets a trophy just for showing up. Others think it's because social media allows us to post whenever we fart or have a sandwich for all the world to see. But it seems that our one defining trait is a numbness to the world, an indifference to suffering.
1: Mm. I think that, I think that that's probably true. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to think about a lot of different tragedies that were happening in the world. So back in our parents' age, so like the boomer generation even too, like when a tragedy would happen, not national tragedy like 9-11, but when mm-hmm. a tragedy would happen like John Bennet uh, Dominique Ramsey or something like that. Those things really affected people and hurt people on a really, like, grand scale. Like, and, like, people felt that emotional hurt nationwide. And I don't feel like millennials act that way. Like, individuals, sure. But as a generation, I feel like millennials are a little bit indifferent to suffering. I think
0: we are in, like, mass shootings. You know, that's one thing that it's, like, it's been so common for it to happen that it's, like, you know, it becomes... A point where you're like numb to it you know because you're so used to it happening and that's scary and
1: i think it did have a lot to do i know people are going to hit me for saying this but i think it had a lot to do with the fact that our video games were violent our tv was getting a little bit more violent when i was younger columbine columbine definitely the biggest... that's actually what i was thinking yeah. about columbine um which they tried to blame like grand theft auto on that uh mm-hmm. grand theft auto the video game
2: mm-hmm. and
1: i will admit grand theft auto was really aggressive and it was horrible and yeah um, there was a bunch of games when I was younger that were all about violence and, mm-hmm. um, and it is true. Like I grew up in the generation, so I'm a little bit older than Donna and, uh, I grew up, so, I, I knew of the Atari, um, but my first system was a Nintendo, like a regular mm-hmm. Nintendo, um, and, you know, Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt with a gun yeah. and things like that. And I do think that those things actually did numb us a bit. Yeah. Uh, to violence because when it's on tv you feel so detached from it yeah and don't think it can happen to you
0: well it was you know it was violent video games violent movies and tv i i don't know about you but when i was a kid my parents didn't really censor me sh- so much from like violence because um my first reaction to it i was like a very scared kid and i was like really like when i saw vi- like it was Like some war movie that my dad was watching and I walked in in a moment when there's like a hostage and then like a soldier shoots the hostage and it was the first time I really like as a kid experienced violence like that and I remember my dad sitting me down and being like hey it's all fake it's a movie like you can watch this and stuff and like basically explained to me that it's all props and it's all fake. So, from then on, like I started watching movies like Sleepy Hollow and like Jaws and <laughs> different wow. stuff like that so i I kind of got like early on exposed to like ultra violence
1: yeah, actually that that kind of now, when you're talking about it, that happened to me like so child's play mm-hmm. um when that came out, I was so terrified. I had nightmares about Chucky from literally just uh, movie posters. Mm -hmm. I never saw the movie, but I had nightmares about that doll coming to life. Like, aggressive nightmares about the doll killing me. And um, I was too terrified to watch Nightmare Before Christmas Mm -hmm. because uh, Jack Skellington looked really horrifying as a kid. Mm -hmm. And I, because I was, I was young. So I was young enough to where I remember the commercials for Nightmare Before Christmas. And... It was, I remember there's just the scene where the kid, like, takes out, like, the severed heads from, like, underneath the bed or something Uh like that as gifts or whatever. And I thought that was, like, horrifying. Yeah. And um, also the fact that he had no eyes was also really horrifying. So I remember those moments. Um, So I do remember there was a point when I was a kid that I was scared of things at Mm -hmm. that level. But it does slowly start sinking away. It does, because of
0: the things that you view, Mm -hmm. the things that you consume. And honestly, like, I actually kind of appreciate my parents for it because they did... it. I was going to see it no matter what. Mm-hmm. We live in a world where that's, you know, it's promoted. Mm-hmm. So kind of like the desensitivity to it. I think that, you know, violence is definitely favored over things like nudity, which I don't think all the time need to be censored if it's not done in a sexual way, you know. But... Yeah, uh, actually, I have a question
1: for you. Yeah, just as a side note, and I think we should leave this in too. Mm-hmm. So I saw online today, somebody said, um, "I want to be able to fully live out my kink fantasy of Pride." And if you feel like, if you feel like that's uncomfortable for you, then you really shouldn't be bringing your children to Pride. And I really thought about that a lot today. Um, and the kink they were talking about is more so like, you know, leather and harnesses and yeah. like. You know, a Dom walking their sub down the street and like, like with a leash or something like that, or yeah. a mask and some of those things. And like, uh, they did say like flogging in public and things like that. And um, I remember somebody had wrote in the comments, they're like, I'm into all of those things that you mentioned. Yeah. But I would not be comfortable with a child watching me getting spanked by some daddy. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I think, I think when it comes to that, I think there are certain events, sure, that should be, um, family-friendly for Pride, but, like, just certain events. Because I was looking out at, like, old pictures of Pride Mm -hmm. from before we were born, definitely. Sure. And – or around the time that we were born. Um, And it was, like, kind of at the center of, like, the AIDS crisis. And and there were – you know, it wasn't families that were walking. Like, there were, like, all of, like, the leather – Ladala beans, (laughs) by the way, that means lesbians, (laughs) (laughs) all of them. And, you know, like there was like, you know, there was a kink out in out in the open. Mm -hmm. And I feel like at this point it's become such a part of it that, yeah, it should be a place where people can express that. So I think that there needs to be certain events where... Families are like welcome. I don't even know if that means like doing like an alternate parade or you know whatever. Yeah. But I think that um, people who bring their kids into those spaces need to be very aware, <laughs> you know, of, right. of like what they might see, and it's it's the parents' job. And I don't I don't necessarily agree that you know kids should be brought to spaces where people are. Are doing that because that's a lot to explain to a kid unless you're ready right. to have that conversation well, I also
1: which. feel like pride so somebody said this they said stop trying to police pride in that other way too yeah because you yeah. like a lot of people work really like people forget this like it's really hard for queer couples to have kids yeah and they want to bring their family in a very open accepting space to pride because they know they won't be judged yeah and like so somebody was like, you can't tell people not to bring their families to pride. Like and I was like I agree with that too. Yeah, and well, I, agree with that I too. mean,
0: but I that's, you know, I wasn't necessarily saying that. I was saying like, they can bring their families to Pride just at events where it's family friendly. Yeah,
1: yeah. no, I, I agree. I agree with that logic. I was just, I guess, for me. There are now festivals that really go in hard on certain things that might be un-okay for kids to see, like, the Folsom Street Fair, things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like, so, kind of, like, your answer is, like, they did make other festivals and parades for some of those things. I I guess I don't know this. So I agree with nudity in the sense of where we should turn nudity away from being inherently sexual. sexual.
0: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I know this was a little bit of an off-topic thing here because <laughs> it just it came up today and I was just like, oh, that's yeah. an interesting discussion. But it's also kind of an interesting discussion because it gets back to the generational stuff with millennials and Zoomers yeah. when it comes to what they expect and what they see at Pride. So because Zoomers did grow up going to Pride yeah. um, when it was a little bit more accepting. Yeah. And what they saw at Pride and how they acted at Pride is a little bit different.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that as a generation in general, one of their defining traits is kind of like a fearlessness. Where we're mm-hmm. numb, I think Gen Z has a, a fearlessness to them that we don't have because we are so numb <laughs> in a lot of ways.
1: That's very. I true. think they're very
0: bold. They're a, very, a really bold generation, and I think that even in our like little group that we're in, you know, in mm-hmm. our friend group, um, it's pretty clear to see that like, you know, those kids have some chutzpah. If I can, I don't know if I can say that, um, <laughs> but they have they have some gusto. I don't know. I sound so old. Fuck. Oh, but, but yeah, no, I, I just think that's, that's something
1: that I notice about them. Before we get too far into this conversation, Donna, how are you doing this evening?
0: Oh, Coco, I will let you know after this brief commercial break. Do you wear t-shirts? Do you wear a face mask?
1: I sure as hell hope so.
0: Do you put on your silly little t-shirt and your silly little face mask and wish you had something a little more out there? Yes. Even something, dare I say matching? Girl, yes, duh. Then it looks like HunterDrips.com is exactly what you need. At HunterDrips.com, socially relevant merch and apparel is up for sale. That's never for profit. 50 to 100% of every purchase is donated.
1: I hear they carry matching shirts and masks with designs that say cute little slogans like, defund the police, black lives matter, and it goes over your nose. And even shirts and hats with your own pronouns on them. You know, things that are important.
0: Oh, so you mean important. And almost
1: all of it is donated? Yes, donated. And guess what?
0: What? It's size inclusive
1: too? Yes, up to 5XL. Why just make clothes for skinny people? It's all made by Queer Artist Girl. The creator of HunterDrips.com is trans, fat, lesbian, and the site also includes merch from other queer artists, including gay Portland rapper Tono.
0: Listeners, head on over to HunterDrips.com and use the code SECRET for 15% off your purchase today.
1: That's secret for 15% off your purchase at hunterdrips.com.
2: It's a podcast Check it out. with Coco and Donna, Tell a Telepodcast. Tune into what they tell you podcast Check it out. with Coco and Donna, Tell a podcast. Check it
0: out. Well, Coco, it is a full moon, so I'm feeling a bit of lunacy. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> According to the podcast Lore, which is a great podcast, check it out. The reason why they say lunatic is because people act or known to act crazy on a full moon. Lunatic. So, lunatic.
1: Um, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's actually kind of interesting. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. People do act crazy on full moons. They do. I don't know why, but they do. Speaking of crazy, Gen Z, Gen what Z. are your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> um, so those Zoomers. Here's the thing about Zoomers. So Zoomers... Zoomers use technology to create difference in the world. When Mm -hmm. millennials thought they were using technology to make difference in the world. So millennials are screaming on Facebook because Facebook is very much a millennial platform. Um, When Zoomers actually use TikTok, like Zoomers use TikTok to buy all those seats at Trump's rally. And uh, Zoomers will also use the spread of information. Like I get a lot of news from TikTok too.
0: It's kind of like a a form of like cyber warfare and it's kind of cool. Because it's like the... You know, it's it's the the little guy fighting back, which is what we need more of, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, because like I I, I never really figured out how to use Reddit. Um, mm. That makes me sound super old. I just never figured it out. Yeah. Um, and I'm a lurker. I'm a Reddit lurker. I'm not a
0: poster. I like <laughs> never posted
1: on Reddit. And I know that like TikTok is literally like the bootleg vine. But actually now TikTok has gotten really good about how it does content. And so I, I actually I can lose some time on TikTok, but Zoomers are really about TikTok. Yeah, um, they use it to they do they do they use it to make a difference in the world, and I think that's kind of interesting.
0: Well, I'd say a lot are, and just keep in mind too as we're talking about these generations, we're trying not to generalize, but uh, also keep in mind that just generate like talking about generations in general. <laughs> Is generalizing. Oh, my God. That was a lot of generals. I had So many generals.
1: So one of <laughs> the... G's. They had... Um, Zoomers also had smartphones. Uh-huh. I remember I got my first cell phone when I was, like, I think 15 or 16. And I could just bet that Zoomers got them a little sooner. Yeah. Um, mainly because they knew how to use them. Um, we had computers in the classroom that we utilized yeah. when I was younger. But, like... Uh, computers are now a huge part of how schools work nowadays and especially because of covid
0: our first big social media platform you basically had to know how to code to customize your
1: page yeah mm-hmm. you know? and i did notice that zoomers are not as great with computers hmm. um, as our generation was because of all of that mm. like they know how it works they know how to do point a to point b mm-hmm. they know how to follow a gui Mm. A graphical, sorry, not a GUI, like a wizard. Yeah. Like, I feel like Zoomers are really much about the wizards. Like, this is how you do this thing, and then that's how they do it, and then they just Hmm. move on with their lives. Hmm. So I've I've noticed that about them. When it comes to the political stuff, though, what was really interesting is that Zoomers actually had more of a voice than I thought they would. Yeah. Because millennials, like we said, were indifferent a little bit. Um, And even though millennials came out in droves, um, I think that TikTok really helped with, and I keep using TikTok because it's such a like the biggest thing of the Zoomer generation. It really is. Like they, they really owned that space. Uh, but yeah, they they're louder. Mm-hmm. I feel than millennials tend to be. I feel
0: yeah. I feel the same way. I think that there's like a tenacity to them that mm-hmm. millennials don't have about certain things because we're so jaded.
1: Their their work ethic is weird too. I've noticed. Yeah. It's. It's weird in the sense that they, they they want to be perfectionists when millennials were like, we know we're not perfectionists mm-hmm. and we don't want to be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, for real. For real.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, my favorite video on the internet back in the day was this thing about millennials in the workplace. And it was just a video where, uh, I remember the very last skit was like, a millennial coming up there like, can I just like, have the day off or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just like going through a lot right now. And the one was mm-hmm. like, sure. And the next one came out and they're like, I just, I'm really overwhelmed right now. And she's like, okay, you can go. And then the third girl was literally just making whiny noises. Like, and then she's like, okay, you can go. And and I do remember the middle skit. They're like, she's like, Denise, can you schedule a meeting for 9 a.m.? And they're like, what, 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 what time is that? they like 9 a.m., is that like 9 p.m.? <laughs> and they're like 9.30. She's like, that sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we don't
0: like waking up early unless we're like trained to do it. But I, th- I feel like no one likes to wake up early though too. Um, yeah, so with millennials, there's an interesting thing. I don't really know what the statistic is for Gen Z, but did you know that we are the most educated generation but the poorest
1: that would make sense because they crippled us with student loan debt. Mm-hmm. They didn't push us towards vocational schools. Um, and then uh, now they're trying to make college free, uh, which is great. It is great. It's just also that now you have a whole gener- – because remember, millennials even had kids that were still millennials. Yeah. So you have a whole generation of people who are cr- – like dying under student loan debt because our parents didn't necessarily have to go to college or want to, no. But they pushed us all to go to college, and yeah. now we're just drowning in debt. Yeah, and I'm about to dig that hole even deeper. Um, yeah, I did so. with my master's program, just... but it's
0: it's what I you know it. I feel like it's what I have to do. I mean, it's what I have to do to do what I want to love. You know, to play by the system, mm-hmm. which is rigged and shitty. <laughs> what a what a millennial thing to say, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some things, I guess, that your mom has told you? So my parents, I believe, are are Gen X and your mom would be a boomer. She's
1: a boomer, I think. Yeah. Yeah, she would have to be.
0: So what are some things that you've been told by, I guess, older generations, um, whether it's Gen X or, or boomers, like that... Are kind of def- what they feel are defining characteristics of millennials.
1: They saw us really as entitled. Yeah, like that was a very true statement. And because they worked really hard to give their kids everything. Yeah, the defining characteristics of boomers were they worked to live. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, no, no, sorry. They lived to work mm-hmm. um, to make the world better for the next generation. Yeah, millennials work to live millennials want to backpack through Europe um, and come back home and still be stable and have an apartment. Um, Millennials want to live in a box um, if it means they're not tied down to their possessions specifically so they can do whatever they want in the world. When the boomer generation was more about, I want my white picket fence Uh or I want my cute little studio apartment um, or I want to be able to be stable because the world was so unstable and so they wanted stability. Um, And my mom even talked about how... um, like even with millennials, millennials are very loud in the activist circles. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are not probably comparable to Zoomers. Mm-hmm. Um, but Boomers, on the other hand, yeah, they might have did all those marches and things like that, but they didn't have technology to make their messages expansive. Yeah. So we had technology to make it to where, like we said, like that, uh, like that quote from Coven about the whole like you could <laughs> fart and post it online kind of mm-hmm. BS, and it's true. So my mom made it sound like we were really entitled because we didn't know what a hard day's work looked like and we didn't know what it was like to have to fight for equality. Mm. Now, which is interesting because now millennials and Zoomers are both fighting for gender equality at a really high level and, and they're also fighting for racial equality at a really high level opposed to, I feel like, the entire millennial generation did in their time yeah, because, because of that entitlement, because of that comfortability. I feel like millennials do not like discomfort. I feel like Zoomers do, can thrive in discomfort.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have to agree with that. I feel like, I feel like boomers maybe thought also that discomfort was like necessary in order to exist. Ooh, yes. And I feel like we as millennials are like, we want change. We want things to change because that's not how the system should be. I think we're really big on challenging tradition.
1: Yes. Millennials, definitely. And want same to
0: challenge with Gen traditions. Z as well.
1: Well, and then you have to remember that age old quote about how millennials all date really terribly because they weren't, especially queer millennials, I mean. Yeah date terribly because we weren't allowed oh to date in high school but zoomers are getting the chance to be able to date in high school yeah
0: yeah they are and so yeah. they get
1: to be a little bit it's funny how when you talk to a zoomer they sound more emotionally mature when it the comes millennials. To relationships. <laughs> oh
0: my god for real though and so many of us are alcoholics yeah yeah so many of us like yeah
1: when drink you're forced into all that violence and then Um, then you don't know what to do with your life. The thing, I think a lot of millennials turn to drinking because they tried to succeed um, and it wasn't just given to them like everything else was. Yeah. And so they turned to drinking because of that, because of feeling like a consistent failure.
0: Oh, oh my God. Why are you like
1: reading my journal? (laughs) (laughs) Well, because it's true for me too. Like I, I didn't really start thriving until I moved to Portland. Yeah. And that was, probably the epitome of discomfort mm. I like and now that I live in par- Portland it was trauma trauma it was m- trauma to move yeah Um. it caused a lot of discomfort a lot of bad mom- moments and stuff like that but the outcome has been so great yeah Um. and I have gotten promotions at work I have excelled in my drag and it wouldn't have happened if I stayed in Colorado no. like and so it's the epitome of I mean that's probably why Um. well I drink a little bit more now because of the social scene but in Colorado, I would drink heavily. Yeah. Like, heavily and always feel, oh my gosh, this reminds me of that conversation I think I said on the podcast once. I had a friend, her name was Kayla, who I went to college with and she said, I said, do you ever feel like stuck here in Grand Junction? And what she said If you want to live in Grand Junction and you went to school here, she's like, then you're succeeding. If you don't like Grand Junction and you still live here after college, it means you're a failure. It's what she said to me.
0: And I was like, oh. Oh, I feel that. Oh,
1: and I was like, dang.
0: I don't know why I stayed as long as I did.
1: I mean, circumstance circumstance really matters.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think mentally I wasn't in a place to move. I don't know. I I would say that it's because I had to like sort out some demons, you know, before, but it that didn't really happen until, <laughs> until I, I moved, moved here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't start having the trauma nightmares until I moved here, you know. It's like And did you notice that like the majority of your dreams were like from Grand Junction when you were like do you dream? Yes. Yeah. So did you notice that like the majority of them are they still from Grand Junction? Mm-hmm.
1: Same. A good, a good majority of them are. Yeah. I mean, yes, it's a lot. A majority of, life. of them. It's yeah. a lot of life, but I've, I've had a lot of life here, mm-hmm. and I do know that uh, emotional moments are seeping into my dreams, and mm, there were a lot of emotional moments. There. Yes, yeah. and they seep into my dreams, and then yeah. I process that trauma on this podcast or on my Facebook. So yeah, party, yeah. Uh, so... yeah. <laughs> uh, but back to the generational thing, I. I also kind of like so I have a friend um we're going to see if we can get her on for this next episode. Mm-hmm. Um she does all the the language like we talked about lexicon like all the yeah. language. Yeah. Um
0: I had to ask um uh Gen Z what no cap meant. What does no cap mean? I forgot. It it still doesn't really make sense to me. <laughs> it <still doesn't laughs> but it basically has something to do with like like uh, no lie basically. Oh. Yeah. Mine was simp. I've heard that like, like cap or something means like, like a disguise or
1: something. So like no cap. Means, oh. Yeah.
0: I, I don't know. Yeah. Something, something along those lines. Simp.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Simp was one simp. that I, uh, they'd been using that I didn't really quite know what that meant. Yeah. Um, just, gosh, there was actually quite a few of them. Like uh, Zoomer slang that I was just like, what the hell are they talking about? I'll say
0: it how Sarah
1: Paulson does. Period to T. Period to t-, t. Period to T. t-, 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 t- <laughs> I can't actually do the accent well um, for saying period. <laughs> period. <laughs> like, I, it's not really my lexicon and. Period. Um, right. uh, yeah, I say point blank, period. <laughs> That's what I <I'd> say. Because <laughs> I'm old and I get to say however I want to. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny when I have these conversations, like, I, uh, but
0: the friend that you were talking about, yes.
1: Yeah, no, the friend that I'm talking about, I I barely understand what she's talking about. Like, um, oh, and the other Zoomer phrase was the I can't fuck with you.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Or I don't fuck with you. That one. Is that? Yeah. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't, I didn't realize what that phrase actually meant Uh really when it was first started coming out. Like, I was just like, why?
0: (laughs) I think my favorite Zoomer phrase is it's bussin'. It's (laughs)
1: buss... Is it bussin'? It's bussin'. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Zoomers are... Gosh. And I like how they're just making songs famous because of TikTok. Yeah. Songs, like, will be out, and they'll be like, ooh, I like this for... I'll
0: download them. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I got into fucking Phoebe Bridgers because of TikTok. It's really crazy. I don't know. I think TikTok is a good platform to introduce new music. It's just not great for the artists because, you know sometimes artists don't get credit for no, their shit. And
1: often to it's funny, there I love the I love the TikToks the that I see where there's like always a woman who's like she's like, Hear this She's like, You like it, right? And you've heard it in all those dance videos. And they're like I made that. That That's actually me. Yeah, that's <laughs> me.
0: I'm just not getting paid for it. And I'm, you know, not getting so much credit, even though I put on all this work to make something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Artists kind of get screwed on TikTok and people will flat out like rip people's videos on that platform and then claim them as their own and they get away with it for a certain amount of time. It's fucked up. Yeah, and people will
1: steal concepts. I remember one of my favorite TikToks is this woman who's like, there's a room, there's a door called viral, and Mm -hmm. she's like, she's like original content and it blocks her out. But somebody walks by that says unoriginal content and they're let into the viral room. And then there's like another one that gets let into the viral room. And then somebody says, uh, stealing her idea and using her sound gets let into the viral room and she's still sitting on the ground. Yeah. I was like, that is comical. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, goodness, that's so funny. Yeah,
0: but it's, um, it's. I mean, there's great stuff on that platform. Yeah, it's really great. There's also not so great stuff.
1: Kind of not a lot. There's like there's kind of a, a lot of not great things on that platform.
0: There is. There's a lot of not problematic things about TikTok, honestly.
1: Yeah, and I, I also understand. What I'm coming to realize is that Zoomers are having to deal with cancel culture at a really high level. Oh yeah. Like um.
0: I feel like it. It. I mean, and I. You know we've always talked about how calling it council culture is like counterproductive, da da da. It's accountability. Um, but yeah, in some ways it is kind of just like getter jade like fucking cancel culture. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. And and it's it's rough because I feel like twenty twenty like that happened hardcore.
1: Um with keyboard warriors, especially because we were bored and we were all at home. Oh. Yeah,
0: 2020 was, like, the year of, like, cancellations.
1: Yeah, gosh, it seems like every time we turn around. Like, so, even in our community, like, there's just... The way that Zoomers are handling canceling is just so weird to me. They feel so justified. And there is no good... I, here's, here's a point, actually, that I think... I think millennials do care more about the education and Zoomers care more about the cancellation.
0: I I think Zoomers slash Gen Z just kind of has a chaotic energy about them.
1: Yeah, that would make more sense.
0: Which I think millennials are a bit more subdued.
1: Yes. Yeah, that probably fits. Yeah. Because it's a lot of work to cancel somebody, and I know that... um, I know that. And, yeah, I get that, like, it's a buzz term, too, or buzzword, too. But, um, like, because obviously, like, with that camp on a kiki stuff, how I had – I was helping them through that. And I literally said to them, I was like, have none of you been canceled before? Like, what (laughs) is this? never happened to you? (laughs) Gosh. Because being canceled as a millennial before cancel culture was even a thing gave you the skills necessary for the mental – the the mental roadblocks you needed to put up to be able to deal with all of for that real. and i feel like zoomers are probably struggling with that because it's coming at them constantly because a zoomer can be a zoomer can get viral success pretty effing quickly these days if they just play well, it because a they're ride. cool
0: oh speaking of we haven't talked about this oh my god and we're almost towards the end of our episode did you know that zoomers have a new term for things that millennials do and other generations do that are out of style and out of touch
2: Mm-mm.
0: it's called chug
1: Chug,
0: yeah, chug or like chugy. like oh, that's a really chugy of you.
1: Wow. Yeah, that is a really weird term. Yeah,
0: yeah, I saw some of the things, and one of the things was corded headphones.
1: That's funny. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I also yeah, there was a lot of stuff. Uh, those lace choker necklaces that I love. No, <laughs> that's chugy. Oh, that's, oh, that's um, funny. Yeah, so all sort all sorts of different things, but they were like. Yeah, they have a cringy term for, like, millennials. It's mostly millennials, and,
1: uh, but other generations, too. You know, do funny thing, like, it's funny thing. Like we talk about it because I'm going to just sound like a grandpa right here. Yeah. The only reason that, so I hate cordless headphones so very much. Yeah. And the, the reason why is that my ears were always just shaped weird. Yeah. Like, uh, they fall out. Like, if I just had pods, like, they'd fall out. They would absolutely fall out. And I've tried them and they fall yeah. out. And guess what also happens? I will lose that mother effer. Like, there is no tomorrow. Yeah. A tiny little thing. Please.
0: Whatever, Chug.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Make your excuses. No, just kidding. I'm the same way I was using corded headphones today. So, but one good alternative to that is the over the head ones that are Bluetooth.
1: I do, like, I do like those ones because yeah. those ones work really well. Yeah. But I did have some that... It's funny. I had Bluetooth ones that did wrap around my ear, and I used them at the gym, and they were beautiful. Yeah. But what would happen is they would just get unsynced every once in a while, uh, and then yeah. I had to, like, reset them up, and I was just... Oh, it was a whole journey. And sometimes they die. Oh, and when they die... Yeah. God, I hate when... Cause everything we have nowadays has to be plugged in. Like yeah. my wallet has to be plugged in. My piss has to be plugged in. Like, it's just like a whole <laughs> journey. <laughs> wow. Well, like where you just need electronics. TMI. <laughs> I don't even know what that means.
0: Well, look it up. I know I'm such a chug. Uh, um, yeah. I don't know. I think it's funny. I, 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 really don't want to be like those one, those millennials that like start like wars with like the other generation because they think we're cringy. I kind of mm-hmm. know that we're cringy. You know what? I will still wear my skinny jeans, whatever. Like, and you enjoy the fashions that you do and we'll just be out of touch. Chugs, I guess. <laughs> And so will all
1: of you, listeners. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I
0: will just always be a product of my generation, okay? Like what? (laughs) Gosh, leave us alone. Leave us alone. Go pick on the boomers some more. (laughs) Okay, Mm. boomers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: So I guess that brings us to the end of our episode, listeners. This has been a really wild and fun journey. Yeah,
0: it has. And next week we're going to talk a little bit more, I think, about generations and we want to have a guest on so look forward to that yeah yeah. Bye. We'll see you next Thursday bye
2: this has been another episode of HM of a Secret podcast the hosts of HM of a Secret podcast are Donatella My Secrets and Coco Jim Holiday you may follow Donatella My Secrets at Donatella underscore My Secrets on Instagram you may follow Coco Jim Holiday at coco gem holiday on instagram original music by touche douche and party favors you can follow them respectively at the touche douche and at party favors music on instagram for more exclusive content visit www.ajemofasecretpodcast.com that is a j e m of a secret podcast Dot com be sure to tune in every week on thursday for a new episode wherever you listen to podcasts if you have any comments or questions email us at a gem of a secret pod at gmail.com please don't forget to like rate and subscribe until next time goodbye